Welcome to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. Hello, hello. And welcome. Welcome to you. Welcome. welcome. Hello, Sarah. How are you doing? Ah, fabulous. I'm How's cold, life? I'm freezing, but I'm otherwise in very good health. Yeah, no, it's a pretty good time of the year. <laughs> it's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. It's cold. No, it's not. And, you know, I, I feel the cold something shocking these days. You feel it much worse than oh, me. Oh, just I find it I find it gets into my bones. And Well, uh, let's face it, Kevin, you're a wuss. Yes, I am. And, and then I like to uh, heat myself up with uh, nice hot tea or coffee or soup. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and we're not talking about any of those things no. today. No, none no. of those none of those things will be mentioned. We're talking about, you know, young people, old people, people wanting to get into the housing market or people buying their first house or looking for a property to buy. A television show that's been around for a long time now has uh, got a new uh, pair of hosts Yes. Uh, and is launching this week and uh, we've got those hosts on this program. The show is called Location, Location, Location. And these guys you'll remember from the block. Oh, yes, absolutely. Mitch and Mark. Yes. A dynamic duo they are, and uh, we've got them for you uh, in uh, in this episode of Food Bites. And boy, have they got some great advice oh, too. Yeah, good tips. Very good tips on uh, preparing uh, to, to sell and preparing to buy. Yes, all is not lost. Don't feel defeated. No, absolutely. The, the, at the right house is there waiting for you. You might just not have recognised it. Yeah, the, the real estate market's a step-by-step baby steps till mm. you get to where you want to be. Exactly. <laughs> when are we going to finish the baby <laughs> steps and get to our bit? <laughs> Mark, Mitch, help! Uh, we got them shortly. And uh, our food poll this week is, well, it's actually mm. very timely because it's it's a sad day for uh, uh, lolly yes, eaters I of the world. I thought for the sake of tradition that we do the fantails in the food poll, seeing as after 93 years, Kevin... They are. Uh, they're going. They're dying. They're yep. gone. Yep. They can't apparently. Uh, the, the machinery. Yeah. The equipment is too expensive to replace, and they can't find uh, parts to replace it. And to find things to be able to fix it so it still works costs them too much money. And the sales are on the decline. Mm. I reckon they'll have a big boost in the last couple. A lot of, of weeks. people have gone out and bought, you know, a yeah. hundred packets <laughs> to stash away. <laughs> you imagine someone standing. <laughs> How does that look in the supermarket at the, the Isle of Coles or Woolies or whatever or Aldi and there you've got 25,000 packets of fantails mm. in there? What, is there something going on I should know about? Yeah. They are special though. The uh, the chewy caramel, it always yanks your teeth out of yeah. your mouth. We'll talk about that soon but let's mm. get to Mark and Mitch. Uh, from the block as you know them but these days uh, you're about to know them very much from location, location, location and we've got them right here. You're listening to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. Welcome to Food Bites, gentlemen. Thank you for having us at Food Bites. I like food, so <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't get through without a snack of some sort. Well, that's the only, pre- that, the only prerequisite for being on this program is that you eat and drink. Oh, good. Well, Mitch is in a permanent state of hunger. Yeah, <laughs> I have a I have a hunger disorder. So this uh, this podcast doesn't actually require any uh, cooking ability, but when it comes down to that, who uh, who rules the kitchen? Mitch, 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 yeah, Mitch. The kitchen is Mitch's domain. Um, I I love cooking, and I've been around food for uh, most of my career prior to doing renovation stuff with television. I was marketing with Australian pork. Get some pork on your fork. For, oh, um, is that? Did you I, come up with that? I claim I claim that I did, and you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm the only one on here, so I can take. I can say yeah. <laughs> well, pork is certainly a very um, hearty, easy meal to prepare, especially in this icy cold uh, weather we're having. Do you, 
do you know that we now consume more pork in this country than beef and lamb? I didn't know that. Yes, we were a non-pork eater, so now we're the biggest pork eaters. Yes, and um, you have a Mitch to thank or blame that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like pork? Do you like a bit of crackle, a bit of bacon? Oh, my God, who doesn't? Oh, like, oh bacon, yeah. Bacon and egg rolls. Supermarket yeah. saying had to have bacon, yeah. <laughs> so is the kitchen a happy place for you, Mitch? Yeah, I love it. It's actually um, it's a sort of like chill-out space where you cook away and just forget about everything else. Well, you like, don't you? you not that we get an opportunity a lot these days, but – you like to be in the kitchen and cook three or four meals. Having yeah. said that, having said that, there was one time where we had people coming over for dinner and you were cooking dinner and he got halfway through and just turned to me and said, oh, I'm bored with this now. Let's go out. And I went, you're <laughs> halfway there. Great. Why are I we all being, oh, we're, now? Well, we're having fun and there was people and there were drinks and we lived in uh, a building called the Alarm right in the middle of King's Cross. Well, on top of the other pass, next to the Coke sign. And I thought, mm, really not getting into this now. So I just scraped it all into the bin and we went out yeah, to we, a restaurant. Was half, I was like, all the hard stuff's done. Why mm. are we doing that? <laughs> and then another time you were cooking and we had Colin Fasnich, who's a um, friend of ours, a mate of ours, and, and Mitch and Colin are like naughty little twins, little brothers together. And he and Jane were coming over and he took over in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was doing a roast. I, I, I love doing a roast when there's when we've got um, you know people over. I just a really basic old fashioned roast with crunchy potatoes and lots of gravy. And Colin gave me one tip that I have never forgotten: just to take the edge off your gravy, a splash of vinegar. Oh, okay. There you go. That's really good advice. Kind of um, neutralizes it a bit. It's great. Mm. Hmm. I love it. So is the is the roast your signature dish? If you had one. I think if, if I had one, that would be it. I don't, we don't do it a lot now, uh, but with the kids. Um, Only because I, I eat too many potatoes. I think I saw, um, I saw was it Mavo Mara? Mavo Mara. Yeah, going back, I think 15 or at least, no, probably 20 years ago, um, she did boil the crap out of potatoes and then let them cool a bit and squeeze them and then you smother them in olive oil and bake them in a high heat, it gives you crunch and fluff and it's just mm. yum. That's the reason I wanted. So thank you, Mabe Amara. <laughs> so, so obviously demonstrate some flair in the kitchen, but what you guys are renowned for is your your flair for, uh, you know, finding hidden gems of properties, renovating, mm. uh, turning, um, you know, turning things that might look a little bit ordinary into something extraordinary. How exciting is it, this series of uh, location, location, location and being involved in that? It's just amazing. Isn't it it's, it's been incredible. We have loved every minute of it and we have been privileged to meet people and help them spend their money. It's always good. <laughs> and it's it's modelled on the, the location, location, location in the UK where Phil and Kirsty have been doing it for over 20 years. But they've allowed us to, to do us. So we're mm. basically... Having a lot of fun with it, mm. um, uh, we don't by any means uh, want to replicate Kirsty and Phil because they're amazing and they're them, but they've um, let us have a lot of fun with it. I think they've been very courageous in I know. giving us free reign. <laughs> let us loose. A couple, couple of old guys, just have fun, guys. Wow. The yeah. lunatics amazing. have taken over the asylum officially. <laughs> well, yes. Yes, and we had so much fun. <laughs> but but we, we, we had some uh, amazing moments and for us, we get we 
probably obsessed with with the whole process and obsessed with with seeing the people that come onto the show, seeing them realize their dreams and and achieve what they, what they haven't been able to achieve before mm-hmm. and land a home. And it's very it gets very emotional. Um, I think there'll be a lot of tears. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there'll be some tears of joy. Yeah, because, well, because I'm a big blubberer. <laughs> well, he's blubberer. He is. He you, anything sad on TV, just two seconds, something sad on TV, and look over, and Mitch is the tears are going. But it is a person or a family's emotional journey to get a home, and the people that we're helping, for whatever reason, have been looking and they have been maybe frustrated by not getting something or finding something, which I think a lot of Australians can relate to. Yeah. So I think watching the show, there'll be some fun, there'll be the emotional journey of the people buying, but there'll also be things I think the audience will be able to relate to, will be able to go, I felt that or I've been in that situation and we try to help people with some tips and hints on, you know, the whole process of identifying a property that maybe you didn't think would be right for you and I, also the process of buying. I think people get very caught up in um, the longer you look, I think that turns into the longer you look mm-hmm. and people f- start to see reasons not to buy mm-hmm. and then they start to focus on why wouldn't I buy this property? So yeah. they find all the negatives um, until they find something that feels quite perfect but it happens to be way out of their budget. So they develop a an understanding of what they really want, but it doesn't necessarily match with what they can afford, yeah. mm. whether it be mm. location yeah. or inclusions in the house or position or whatever. It's never been a more important time, I guess. You talk about it being sometimes a very frustrating journey and especially and economically at the moment, I, I guess, especially for young people. Um, you know, back in our day, the, the dream was to own your own home, whereas some young people today sort of kind of almost given up on, on the thought of owning their own uh, home. It's, um, I mean, it can be quite a, a depressing um, business. What uh, what hope can you give, especially to uh, to young people who, who still hold the idea of of owning their own place? I think anyone can do it. Anyone can do it. It's it's like going to the gym. (laughs) We've all got reasons not to go. Um, We had a reason this morning. (laughs) (laughs) No, we appreciate that. (laughs) Um, But I I think that if you're getting into the market, will change your financial future. Mm. So if you can't afford what you want, Buy something that's a compromise mm-hmm. that gets you a stepping stone in the market. And I think there's there's so many diverse markets across the nation mm-hmm. that you don't have to necessarily buy the home that you want to live in. You mm-hmm. can buy something that that will uh, allow somebody else to live in in a, in a home yes. um, yeah. that you can rent out. I just think I just feel that if you don't get into the market, you're probably going to hurt your financial future. And I guess in essence, it's don't lose hope. If you lose mm-hmm. hope, and we've seen. And you'll see on location, 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 there are some couples that when we talk to them, they've lost hope. And Mitch is right. One of your couples said, all we're doing is looking for the reasons why not to buy this property because they were too scared that they would make a mistake. So, you know, if you're a young person and and yes, property prices are crazy, but look at different markets, just get in. So if it's not where you want to to live you you might say i prefer to live in in sydney people might go oh, i want to be in the east or i want to be near the beach you know the truth is you can't afford that yeah that doesn't mean that you won't be able to eventually in your property journey 
but and, you need to take yeah. steps, take a step and just get in. And when I say anyone can do it, I can see a lot of eyes rolling around your listeners when I say that because I'm not saying it's not going to be tough um, and and it's not a flippant remark that anyone can do it. I think that you know most of us, if we cut things out of our life and save as hard as we can just to get that deposit, you, you you should be able to get there, but it's 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 a tough slog, and I and I think in um, in current society there's there's so much demands on our finances. When we were younger, we didn't have iPhones, we didn't do takeaway coffee on the way to work, we didn't eat out for breakfast uh, a few times a week. There are so many things now that 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 you know you have to have be connected to all these different mm. streaming services. Mm. Mm. We didn't have all those pressures of just things that were a norm. We basically lived more simple lives, so it was easier for us to save. And I'm not saying that those things are a luxury; they become part of life. Mm. So, so there's more more ways to absorb our income now. Well, yeah, what you'll see on location, 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 is people with budgets that are very, if I say the term, realistic. Yeah. So you're going to see a show where there is what we like to call the property porn. You know, you're looking and go, this is stunning. This is amazing. This is, you know what I mean? It's a, that's a big budget, but not everyone. Most people in Australia are not looking in that market. So you will also see people buying properties that are in a very affordable range. And what we're hoping is the audience will look and go, oh, okay, that is possible. However, it does come with the reality that it may not be in the location you ideally want right now. Yeah. And and we talk about compromise. That's the compromise, but the truth is that's the reality. Yeah. And that sometimes ab- that's tough. That ability to walk into a house and see things that, you know, you you take us for instance, you 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 two take us into a house or one of you take us into a house and you see things in that house that I don't see. I see a kitchen I don't like, I see a bathroom I don't like, I see a bedroom that's too small. Where does that come from? Because that, that to me is a bit of a gift in, in many ways, to be able to walk into a house and see the potential in a house. Um, I think it comes from uh, years of professional training. You're a bloody liar. I think it comes just from... just realised that. <laughs> I think it comes from us when we met, we were pretty broke and uh, I just bought a, bought a, um, a very luxurious tiny studio in King's Cross next to the King's Cross Hotel. And I remember thinking to myself, and it wasn't luxurious, <laughs> I remember thinking that, oh, my God, this is my life. The sad old poof that lived in a tiny <laughs> studio and just one day died in it. <laughs> and I thought, this, oh this is not the way the story <laughs> ended. <laughs> and, then, and when I met Mark, Mark had a, a had a good income, and I had a good income too, but no, but no savings. And I said, we've got to save because I want to be living in an apartment that we own like the one you're renting. I also came from a background where, you know, property, my parents owned their property, but I didn't come from an affluent background at all. I came from a very, you know, working class background, not a lot of money. And I was fearful about property at that time. I didn't know. I was like, I don't know how you do this. I've never talked to a bank. And I had a lot of fear about it. Yeah. So when Mitch talked about it and he said, the best way we can get ahead is get into the market. In fact, Mitch, the first property that we bought and we renovated was the last property that we were looking at when we were searching. It came up multiple times and there were reasons we went no, because 
you remember the living area was dark and it was like, oh, no, no, no. And then finally, for whatever reason, we both went, well, let's just go and have a look at it. Yeah. And that's where we started. So yeah. it was a bit of a shithole. <laughs> yeah, it's a te- technical term. It's like a technical term. Yeah. yeah. But, <laughs> but, but it was we, not. We fixed it and sold it quick. And we did, did it again. Because we didn't have the money to buy what we wanted, we had to try and work out how can we make this mm. what we want, yeah. which was someone else will want. And we we got and we did twenty of them. So I suppose you get better at it. Always having a bit of a, a bit of an obsession with style and decor and fashion and trends probably helped in pulling it all together. Yeah. Mm. And coming from a background where my parents were very comfortable and I was used to having luxury. Then you met me. I wanted that back <laughs> in my life and um as I say, now we have it. Now we've got a place that sounds really good on paper, ocean views, see all the way down the coast, five bedrooms, three living areas, five bathrooms. It sounds amazing. Just don't let anyone look at it <laughs> because it's because it's broken. We have to fix it. Yeah, yeah. it's like yeah, so it's, an, yeah. it's another project. Yeah. We, got, yeah. we got into a very special Plastic place. The renovator's house is not renovated. We got into a very special place in a very special location. Yes. Yeah. But we had to compromise. And look for something that we weren't originally looking for. And as it turned out, probably got a bargain that we didn't. Oh, we've got a super bargain. It was well well underpriced. The guy Mm. wanted to sell it there and then on the day. So so um, the, the advice is basically you, you've got to bake, bite the bullet basically, not question yes. yourself and just say, you know what, I've just got to take, I've just got to jump off this cliff and uh, and see where it takes yeah. me. Well, yeah, I think Mitchie, when we've been talking to the buyers in location, often we'll talk about where are you in your property journey? And a lot of people will say, oh, I'm ready to buy, but they're actually not ready to buy. They haven't got their head around that yet. They're in the research mode because if you're ready to buy, you need to have your conveyancer in place. You need to have your approvals in place. You need to be to know that you're going to have to look at a contract and your property inspection report and whatever else quickly, like overnight, you need to do it because you're in a competition with other people right now. And the property market is still very strong because lack of supply is driving demand. Yeah. More people are trying to buy and people are trying to buy before their current bank approvals expire and <laughs> they're reassessed at a lower rate. Yeah. We continually hear, um, oh, I'll go to the auction and the price is listed as X and it goes by this much more. And it's happened to me every time I go to an auction. Well, but ha- if it's happening every time, that probably t- should tell you mm. the value yeah. of the home is what is is what someone's prepared to pay for mm. it. Yep. So if you're looking at 800000 then they're going for 950 well, they're worth nine fifty because they're worth whatever someone says they're worth. Mm. Mm. So you need to reduce your search to something you can afford. Hey, um, during uh, COVID lockdowns, um, mm-hmm. a, a, a side effect of that was that uh, a lot of us who didn't normally spend much time in the kitchen ended up uh, doing a lot of cooking and uh, a lot of uh, food-related activities. So how important is it today, uh, the kitchen, when you're, when you're looking for a home, how important a, a part of the a house is it these days? Um, people put huge importance on the kitchen, and I think you're right. The COVID impact was enormous for us. We started cooking. We we're like we'd really got out of the habit when of cooking. We say we, yeah. <laughs> Who are you and talking about, white man? <laughs> no, the famous COVID cooking was ten o'clock at night. Going, I feel like chocolate brownie, and then you oh, chocolate. Oh yeah, that that happened to me a lot. There was a lot of chocolate brownie, but I think that people now have realised it, it also gave people time to reflect on their homes. We spent more time in our homes. We worked out what was right with them, what was wrong with them, what happened with the sunlight through the day that we didn't know happened because we were generally at work. 
And the kitchen got more use than ever. Mm. So we learned about how it worked and how it didn't work. And there'd been a lot of new kitchens going to houses mm. since that time. And I think that's it's continued. People understand more about kitchens now mm. because cooking has to work. Was the the functionality, the location of the kitchen to the oven to the to the sink to the bench tops. Mm-hmm. Um, people are understanding that the sort of the triangle of the kitchen that has to be uh, practical, yeah, as well as beautiful, yeah. And also a, a meeting place for the family, not just a place to nip in, do this, and nip out again. It's it be, it became a, a, hub. a hub, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, it does. And I think thinking about that, when you look at your plan of a kitchen, it's a meeting place for the kitchen, that's why, for me, where the fridge is placed is so important because the kids are coming and going to the fridge. You don't want them walking through the kitchen in, you know, near flames or hot surfaces or that sort of stuff. So when you look at just some, they're basic things, <laughs> but sometimes if we walk into kitchens and go, why would you put it there? Yeah, that's... Not a, work. a galley kitchen with the fridge at the end is kind of a bit disastrous because the fridge gets the gets the most traffic, gets the people who are the non-cooks, but you've got to squeeze past a cook to get to the fridge all the time. So it needs to be close to close access to the living or, or the island or whatever. And also, Mitch, I think when you're looking at property and people looking at kitchens, you know, it's very easy to go into a property and say, I don't like that kitchen, I don't like that colour, oh, my God, that's not bad, and that's horrible, and if I have to pull it out, it's going to cost me a lot. Yes, if you're going to replace the kitchen, it will cost you a lot. If you're going bespoke, custom, it will cost you a lot. There are other options around flat, pack. flat packs that look amazing and they are very good. Yeah, so there are ways to do it that will make it look so much better and you'll be able to live well with your kitchen while you're saving. The, uh, now, I know Sarah wanted to, to ask this because Sarah's right. a baker, uh, loves baking. It, it does, does, is that thing about having that wonderful smell from the coming from the kitchen when you walk in to buy a place, when you walk in to look through a place, you know, and there's there's this the wafting smell oh, of apple pie, yes, or, yo-yo biscuits, yeah, all sausage those, rolls, yes, all those. Right, so you're making us hungry now. Oh, so does yeah, that oh, look, does I, that help you sell the joint, or is that just a fallacy? I don't know that it does. Oh. Then I'm just going to have to eat the damn thing. Yeah, I think if you're going to have cookies, like like baked chocolate chip cookies wafting through, have some on the bench so they can eat them. <laughs> but then you've also got to, got to remember they're going to walk through your house eating cookies yeah. as well. So crumbs everywhere. Not, make, yeah. sure, make sure you don't do that with cream carpet. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't know, Mark, do you? I, I think what that gets down to is you want to create an environment where somebody can imagine themselves yeah. living in the home and they want to be there. So a couple of things we've talked to people about. If you're selling your property, you don't want to strip out your character and your personality, but you don't want to have you so present in the home that the buyer can't see themselves. You know, so you've got photos of all the family and that's wonderful and you love it, but if you're really wanting to sell it, don't have so many of those around. Don't have the photos, you know, those those frames with the, that come with photos that is somebody you don't know. But um, <laughs> you want to create a sense that I can see myself here. So in some ways, Mitch, you know, if you do have those cooking smells, it's, it's about them creating a sense of home. I Doesn't say hurt. light a candle. Um, <laughs> <you're>, <laughs> light a candle. A lot, of, yeah, a lot less mess. Candles that smell like food. But I do think, though, um, like when, when homes are selling now, it's very common to get a professional styling company come in and make your place look uh, look its best, or supposedly, um, and which includes the kitchen. And I think in doing that, people can make their places very sterile. So you, a place needs to feel like a home. So a 
kitchen is part of the styling. And in a kitchen, people probably want to see like a bowl of fruit, yep. um, a few things that actually make mm. it a kitchen rather than being a showpiece that's not that's got no purpose other than looking good. Mm. I, I think that you do need to have a bit of personality in your kitchen and throughout the home. Don't think that that people are going to be impressed by a totally vanilla. Vanilla thing they can see themselves coming in and living there, but if it's totally vanilla, it's kind of not inspiring. Add a little bit of spice. Well, we in location, 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 of course, we have people seeing so many kitchens. We yeah. see so many houses. So in each episode, Mitch and I have separate people or couples buying. So in every episode, there's probably three, six homes, six houses that you will see. A couple of times there's a few more. So your six kitchens that are being looked at. And you really need to look, I think, function, think function, form and finish. They're the things. So when you're walking into the home and the kitchen, is it going to be functional for my family and what I need to do? Do I have enough bench space for it? Is there enough storage? Is the fridge in the right place? You know, if I've got kids, um, do I have a bench area where the kids can come and sit? You know, are the kids young? Are they older? So you really do need to think about that sort of thing. But also open, like people want the kitchen, everybody who we have through, I don't think there's anyone who hasn't said they want open plan. Yeah. They want the kitchen to be joint to the living. Uh, and and if it's joint to the living with a sort of wall to the dining but not the living, mm-hmm. that doesn't cut it. People more than ever want open plan. So the kitchen has to be part of the home, mm-hmm. part of the part of the, the whole inclusive in the in the area you live. Rather than separate, people do no one wants a separate kitchen. And it's now. almost become a decor object because now people want butler's pantries too. Yeah. So if you're spending in a higher bracket, and I'm sorry to say, I think you have the block to blame. You're a part of that. Yeah. You've yeah. done yeah. fabulous kitchens. It's like you have your presenting kitchen and then your functional kitchen at the back. So, Mitchy, I often think you know people want open space, which I love. But you have to be prepared, you know, clean up after yourself because it's going to be on display. Well, well, one, thing, one thing that's quite common is the is the sink in the island bench. And when it's presented and it's brand new and whatever, it looks great. But I think we're like most people and the sink's not always the tidiest place in the kitchen. Yeah. yeah. And when you've got that thing right in front, that means you you can't leave things around the sink to to sit around because that's going to be instant mess. Yeah, but if the sink's on the back, it's not in your face as much. I, mean, yeah. I, kind, of think this, I kind of think if you can have it off the kitchen bench, yeah. off, off the island bench. Now back to you two. Are mm. you coffee drinkers? Is coffee a, a get up and go, start and get your day happening? <laughs> there you go. Yes. <laughs> yes, that's about the third one this morning. Um, it is third, yeah. Yes, we're coffee. Yeah. And Black it sounds coffee. like your sweet tooths too by the sound of, you know, talking about chocolate brownies and so forth. Sounds like sweet tooths as well. Well, I, well, I grew up with baking family mm. i have on one side of the family kind of a germanic influence so i grew up going to my grandparents place in adelaide i'm from adelaide we'd go through Handorf and stop oh. where the family used yeah. to be but you'd stop at the bakeries so <laughs> i grew up eating all that stuff which i love and i shouldn't eat and i grew up with a big walk-in pantry where that had a chocolate section oh, oh, and, yes. and, oh, and we uh mark and i are chocolate addicts we're obsessed oh. with it <gasps> And we've decided that I said, Mark, we've got to cut out the chocolate. So we've been, I think, a day and a half without chocolate now. So we were basically, I would call it like a starvation diet. Oh my goodness! Well, Fantails yeah. will be helping you then because they're um off the market now. 
Well, it's not funny with the franchise. We were talking about this morning and we've, we all had them. I don't know that I liked them that oh, much. Oh, I love them. They just <laughs> no, about no. dislocate your jaw, that uh, caramel. They do, they do. Yeah. But when we were doing the block both times, particularly the <laughs> second time, people probably un- understand the amount of food and, and sugar that we consumed. You know those big family blocks, those Cadbury, yeah. like the super family, not just the normal, oh. the super Very family with them, yes. <laughs> yes, we would both eat one of those each a day. per day. <gasps> and just Plus, burn it off with all the energy. Yes. I lost nine kilos mm. in that whole process <laughs> and we God. ate, you ate custard tarts. You were on the search <laughs> for custard tarts. I, I, I love the old-fashioned wobbly custard yeah. tart with a biscuit base. <laughs> and, I, and, and because I was driving, buying stuff, the house all the time I would always hunt out the the bakeries and I would swing by and buy one for myself one for Mark and one for each of our, of our builders yeah. uh, Jason Steve I would regularly get back to the house and think oh shit, there's only one left I might as well eat it but <laughs> <laughs> so we never knew they existed <laughs> that was so that was so that was so good so, so we are sweet too yes <laughs> too much Ah, beautiful. Well, we're looking forward to location, location, location uh, on uh, on free to air TV, which is fantastic. And uh, I'm sure you're going to take us on an adventure that we will thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy. Thank you. Thank you. Hope you enjoy. We think it's we think it's going to be informative, but a lot of fun. Mm. Yep. And e- even Mark's funny sometimes, which just <laughs> I didn't know he had it in him. He's got all this co- all this confidence that's come out come through now, and I'm just going to try and get that out of him. <laughs> <laughs> We look forward uh, to it. Thank you both for being on Food Bites. We appreciate it. And uh, good luck uh, in the future. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you so much, much, guys. Thanks, bye. Cheers. See ya. Cheers. You're listening to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. Check the show out on uh, 10 or 10 Play. Mm-hmm. You can see location, location, What location. a couple of characters. Yeah, they're good. Good value. I'll be your Really enjoyed host. having terrific a chat host. to Mitch and Mark. All right, let's get into the nitty-gritty oh, of our food poll for this week. the tales. I love them for the inside as much as the outside, you know. All right. Uh, well, I've got a question. Oh. Before we go into this, I'll, uh, one question, then we'll launch straight into it. When was the last time you bought a fantail and mm-hmm. when was the last time you ate a fantail? Me personally? Yeah. Oh, a year ago? You bought them? Sometimes on a Saturday Evening after my dinner, I like to have a bowl of lollies, and fantails had to be part of the lolly oh, bowl. Okay, all right. Uh, very much part of for me growing up in the picture mm. theatre. Oh, me too. Th- that was where they were. Reading the rappers and yeah, the movie yeah, yeah. stars and guessing who they are. And I used to love when the when the top of the wrapper was actually cut off, and you didn't know, you didn't have, you didn't say Jack Nicholson, <laughs> yeah. and it'd go uh, start in uh, you know one flew over the cuckoo's yeah. nest, and you'd be looking at Jamaica, who is yeah. it? What starting one flew over the cookies? I don't know. Uh, yeah, Peter yeah. Fonda? No. Sad times. All right, let's All right. see who likes them and who doesn't. Okay. Jim Wilson is going to start us off. The great Jim Wilson. He says, Yeah, I used to love them, but I haven't had one for years, fearing a major dental crisis. Yes. And Scott says the same here, Jimmy boy. Must be an old man for us over 50s, a, a loss of tooth and dentist fear thing. Yeah, they nearly dislocate your jaw, don't yeah, they? Do. <laughs> Simon C says you could just suck them down slowly and uh, keep them off your teeth. There you go. Yeah. Paul says never again. Oh, well, okay. Miss Sandy Crack says I can't remember them ever being on my shopping list. I don't mind eating them once they're warmed up in a pocket. But I'm not prepared to uh, – if I'm not prepared to buy them, then it has to be an A. Fair enough. Nick Coe, your mate, says, gimme, yes. gimme, gimme. <laughs> That'd be a yes. Melanie says nay. Uh, old Croaky says, I've lost the taste for oh. them. 
Fan fails. Says yay all the way. Cherry Ripe says yay. Cherie Dodson, our mate, says yes. Might need to buy the stores out of them before they stop production. I think a few people are on to that. Yep, I think so. Lisa Marie says yep. Silvana says that's a yes, a 100% yes. Rebecca says, yeah, I love them, but I can't get them here. Now, Beck lives in Thailand. What is there in Thailand? <laughs> Why does Beck live in Thailand? There's, no, there's nothing Every time there. we do a food poll, she says, I love them, but I can't get them well, here. Well, there's good Thai food. Terry Daniel says they are good for trivia, but they are a bit too sticky for me, he says. Muriel Cooper says, yay, I'm very sad to see yes. them go. Glenn Rodder says, yay for me, Pato, I love them. Rachel says, yay for a little while longer at least. Marilyn Nicholas says, is it true that they're going out of production? Yes, Marilyn. I heard that the machinery needs replacing, but it's too expensive. That's very true, Marilyn. Yes. Uh, Leonie <laughs> says, yay, yes, please. Andy Blake, yay, always helpful as a snack on trivia night. Sue <laughs> says, yay. Michelle Smith says, absolutely 100%. Daz says, absolutely 100% as well. Davin Nicholas says, capital letters, yes, and it is very hard to stop at one. Yeah, but not much more than two or three because <laughs> by that stage your jaw's, your jaw's very tired. Your jaw's gone into this kind of uh, you know, jaw. Oh, uh, uh, Karen says yay. Lydia, yay. Uh, Kim and Dale says yay. Annie, yes. And here's the voting. Oh. It's positively un-Australian not to like fantails. So Jim Wilson, I'm naming names. <laughs> You're outing him. Jim Wilson, Scott, Simon. Oh. And uh, and I think it was uh, what was the girls? No, Melanie. Oh, you're adding all of them. You're the four percent. Oh, you are the four percent who don't like Fanta. Positively un-Australian because ninety-six percent of us said yes. Overwhelming. But they will be going out of production. So go out and grab them if you haven't yet. Absolutely, they are good. I, I do like them. But I like the quality yeah. of the chocolate. It's milk chocolate. I normally go for dark, but it's a creamy chocolate and paired with that firm caramel. You just can't beat that. No, I don't want to be a pessimist, but oh. if I was the manufacturer of minties, I'd be worried. Oh no, they've got to be next. You why not minties? Well, aren't they? It's the same sort of constitution. Moments like these, you need minties. Oh god, here we go. <laughs> 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 they were great television ads uh, for the Minties. I don't know if I need Minties, but I, know I don't need any more moments like these. Oh, come uh, on, Kevin. There is uh, this episode of Food Bites for another week. I hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, thanks to Mark and Mitch. Check mm. out Location, Location, Location on 10 or 10 Play. And uh, plenty more Food Bites coming up where you found this one. Go back and have a listen to one of the old episodes. There's some more. Oh, there's there? getting close to 300 of yes. those, Kevin. And I look forward, Kevin, to sharing this very studio with you next week for our next Food Bites episode. You got any fan time? <laughs> Thanks for listening to Food Bites. Check out our Facebook page for recipes, tips, and all the latest news. That's Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier.